The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which... basketball fans uh it's the posting up podcast presented to you by clovercrest media group uh i'm here with king zay and big jace uh, i'm sean scalen no lucas today but uh he'll be back next week so we're getting into the swing of things here with the nba season obviously it's still still very early on but um there's been obviously some teams that have been struggling and some teams that have been overperforming um one of the teams that have been struggling that uh, I think most of us expected to be better coming into this season is the Boston Celtics. Uh, they had a you know very underperforming year last year. Made a lot of changes in the off season. You know, bringing in the new head coach and uh, Ime Udoka, and then you know making Brad Stevens the president of basketball operations. Taking over for Danny Ainge. Uh, they make a couple of roster moves with bringing in Dennis Schroeder, uh, trading for Al Horford to bring him back to the squad. But yeah, they've been struggling. Um, you know, yet again, just like last season, they're off to a two and five start. They've lost three in a row. Last night, they lost a terrible game to the Bulls. They had a 19 point lead in the second half, ended up blowing that. So, it, you know, it's really starting off the starting to fall off the rails. Obviously, it's super early. We're only, you know, a week or two into the season. But this is definitely not the direction that the Celtics wanted to trend towards, um, you know, in the first year of the Ime Oduka, uh of the first year of him being the head coach. So, uh, Zay, I'll start with you. You know, what's the, what's the problem with the Celtics right now? And, you know, what's going on? And do you think it can be fixed moving forward? Uh, multiple of the problems. Um, the first problem is they can't close right now, it seems. 
Um, Brown and Tatum combined for 48 points that game. Obviously, they got cold in the fourth quarter, couldn't close it out, which caused them to blow a 19-point lead to the Bulls. But they have to find someone that's going to be able to close this game out, win it for them. We always think, I know we all think Jason Tatum, you know, he's that guy. He's supposed to be that guy. He just really lately hasn't been that guy that they've been expecting him to be. Be They have had a rough schedule facing some really good teams that right now, at least for the most part, look really good. You're talking about they've had the Wizards, I believe, twice. They've had the Raptors who are on the top of the standings right now. And then you also had the Knicks opening night, who, again, is another team who's at the top of the standings. But the Knicks are a team similar to the um, – excuse me, similar to – the um, Celtics who have an issue with closing out games and you see a lot of teams lately are doing these late rallies and they're coming back. And if you can't find ways to close these games, you're going to lose more games than you're going to win. And the schedule is pretty brutal for them coming up too. They don't have many teams that weren't playoff teams that weren't, excuse me, that missed playoffs coming out, um, coming into last year. So they have to figure out how they're going to fix this and get it going quickly. Um, Excuse me, get it fixed quickly because if they don't, they can easily see themselves, you know, staying at the bottom of the standings and like the East is a dog this year. It's not what it used to be of um, previous years where the East was looked at as the weaker division. Some of the teams that were really weak before have really stepped it up and they've really improved. So it's hard to say that if the Celtics can't turn it around early, they can never turn it around. I totally agree. I mean, the Eastern Conference has been uh, the superior conference so far this year. I think even coming into this year, you, I mean, just the, some of the leaps that the teams like your Knicks, the Hawks made last year, uh, the Hornets, they have a really good young squad. So I think it's starting to take over the Western Conference as the elite conference. But I, I think the Celtics, they're even feeling that in their locker room. Um, after the game last night in a press conference, Marcus Smart said, you know, that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the teams are obviously keying on them as their two leading scorers and that, you know, they kind of have to defer at some point and give up the ball. So, uh, Jace, what did you think about those comments? And uh, do you think that Marcus Smart has uh, brings up a good point there? I mean, he, there's all this movement in the front office and everything over the offseason. But the, the, this problem stems back to before that. Mar- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just don't know how to play with each other. And now it's stemming to they don't know how to play with anyone else, and they just want it to be like uh, just ISO this, ISO that. And then, I mean, Tatum's been uh, struggling, been very, very hot and cold. Brown has been the more consistent of them. But you need – I mean, it's a five-on-five game. It can't just be two versus five out there. And, I mean, uh, especially if they can't – if Brown and Tatum can't learn to play with each other, them being the two best players – I mean, it makes sense that they can't play with the rest of the team. And, I mean, the the, the Schroeder signing, all right, I guess. But, I mean, you, you saw last year the need for center, bringing in the old guys, the Canthers, the Horfords, to come back and just because they have a relationship with Stevens. I mean, I mean that shows it right there. Stevens isn't, isn't going to be a solid GM. I mean, if he's pulling moves like that. So, yeah, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of problems for this team, and I think they definitely have to make some sort of movement, whether it is getting rid of Tatum or, or getting rid of Brown, because they have to figure something out. Those guys just can't play with each other. And, I mean, did they when they look great, the rest of the team looks worse. And I, I don't know if I've ever I've, – I've never seen that happen. Someone make themselves look great and the rest of the team – look just as bad around them. I mean, it's a team game that they haven't been playing with it. There's a reason they were in the play-in last year. 
Heck, they might get better if one of them gets hurt. That's what we saw last year. When one of them was hurt, the other one stepped up and they were playing great. That's why they got into the plan. So maybe that is the saving grace. I mean, I don't. I like to kid around about injuries and that stuff, but I don't like to wish harm on anyone. But that might be the actual uh, uh, get-out-of-jail-free card for the Celtics if they want to compete, which a lot of people think they can. Still, maybe not injury. Maybe maybe a trade. I'm, I'm thinking maybe yeah. get maybe I don't know. Maybe a John Wall. Maybe you can trade Marcus Smart. Maybe get a John Wall. Maybe he can fix the situation up there. Maybe help you know solidify a point guard position for them. More of a distributed person. You know, help you know get the ball going around. I guess more if they're having a distribution issue. I don't know. But I, at this point, I, like you said, I don't want to see injuries. I'd rather see a trade. I've always been a supporter of breaking up Brown and um. Tatum, I don't think they two work together. I think a lot of people want them to be the Batman and Robin that they'll never be. They're definitely never going to be it. I'm sorry to say it. they've had many playoff opportunities and it's just never turned out to what it's what we you know we thought it was going to be. We thought they'd be you know similar to what the Milwaukee has with Giannis and uh excuse me uh God what's his name Chris Middleton Middleton excuse me yes Middleton so we thought we'd see something similar to that but that just really hasn't turned out to be anything of a duo or a pair there so I think maybe breaking them up like Jay said is probably the best route for the Celtics to take well with that which one if you're the Celtics who are you keeping and who are you trading away that's the even bigger question uh yeah I would keep Tatum but I I mean Jalen Brown they they both have such high ceilings and I mean they're two superstar i mean not superstars yet but they're both two all-star caliber players who you know haven't even reached their primes yet these guys are both you know not even 25 i believe yet they're you know, they're in their low 20s so if if you were to trade one of them they would get tremendous value from any team that's willing to take them out because i mean they're two star players that you could build i think you could still build around either one it's just i mean you guys brought it up them them meshing together and you know getting that uh cohesionness i i, I just don't I don't see it happening because they made those two conference finals early in their careers, Tatum's rookie year, and then I think two years after that. But then ever since then, you you would have thought, you know, oh, the Celtics are definitely bound to at least make a championship or maybe even get a ring in the next couple of years. And we just haven't seen it. Uh, Jace mentioned they don't even, you know, they, they win the play-in last year, but they, uh, you know, get stomped in the first round. And then this year, it's not looking like it's off to a good start. So it came for a visit. <laughs> yeah, it came for a – I think it was a gentleman's sweep. But, uh, yeah, so definitely not great um, for all the Celtics fans out there. It's uh, definitely not definitely not the start you wanted for uh, the start of this new regime. So we'll see if they turn around. They definitely have the talent too, but um, we'll we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, so next up, we'll move on to uh, our favorite teams. Me personally, I don't have a favorite NBA team. Uh, I'm like I'm the picture of Rob Lowe at the NFC Championship game with the the NFL hat. That's just me with the NBA hat. I'm just an NBA fan. So uh, we'll we'll start with you, Jace. I'll cover the Sixers after you guys go. Just to, uh, fill in for Lucas. But um, so Jace, what are your thoughts on the Jazz so far? Hey, I mean, I can't complain. Five and one. Uh, I, I mean, the only loss. Uh, to the Bulls, who have been on, on fire. So, I mean, and that was on the road, too. And then they beat Milwaukee. So, I mean, I, I can't complain. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's doing his thing. Rudy Gobert's being a beast. I mean, contributing more in the offensive game. I mean, he's no longer averaging 20 rebounds per game, but 17 is still damn good. Uh, it, it's all right. Uh, I mean, I, I do think once uh, – 
like I've been saying, like I said last week, I, I really want to see Rudy Gay get healthy and get in this rotation because I think he could give a lot, especially off the bench. Uh, I mean, especially with, I mean, Jordan Clarkson's been playing great. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the same Jazz team from last year. Um, just, just waiting for the playoffs, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've definitely been off to a good start. They've they've been to the top of the Western Conference for, I mean, the past four or five years now. So it's it's no surprise uh, how they started off the season. Zay, I know that uh, I missed the – when we did the uh, preseason prediction show, I missed it. And uh, I know you had some choice words for me about the Knicks. I had them ranked at the number nine seed to start the year preseason because uh, I thought they would take a little bit of a fall off. But it doesn't look like that so far. It looks like – a Looks like they've been on a roll. They've uh, Evan Fournier has been playing really well. So has Kemba Walker, their new addition. So uh, how do you think that team has fared so far? And how do you think uh, they'll be don't, moving don't, forward? Don't don't try to suck up to me now. Mm-mm. You're you're, they're already, still, you're they're not gonna. You're, you're already, gonna you already the threw us under the bus. <laughs> I was trying to give you credit. I they're not gonna finish that good. They might still finish ninth, but it's just not it, bro. It, it terrible, terrible that you have to cover the Sixers. Lucas should be here to do his yeah. own dirty work, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, what like Jay said, Nick Nick's is sitting in a really good position at five and two. Uh, another wake up call game yesterday. Obviously, a game they blew a huge lead, a fifteen point lead at one point. The Knicks should have won that game, but again, a wake up call game that the Knicks need, and they needed a lot of them early to realize while you were good, you're not that good that you could take nights off. And the Knicks took a night off. The intensity just wasn't there. They could be due to you know lack of depth. The guys are tired. You know, Taj Gibson again goes down with another ankle injury. So the Knicks are now short at big man. Chris Sims hopefully filling in off the bench and no sight win of when Nolan's Noel is going to come back. Who's been, again, a big key to the Knicks defense. He was a big part of it last year, probably the anchor, I would say, for the defense, holding down that center position. And if he can come back healthy and Taj Gibson can come back healthy, I think, again, that will just take this Knicks team that's already good and get them, you know, elevated. Uh, big shout out to RJ Barrett, by the way, who's been playing offensively great. He's been playing defensively great, pick up the great win off the Bulls who, again, are a top team in the league. Jace mentioned it. You know, they knocked off his team and another top team in the league. But R.J. Barry's great defense at the end of the game was good enough to save the Knicks and help them win that. So if the Knicks can continue to be humble, play, continue to play hard defense, and continue to shoot the three as well as they have been, the Knicks, again, are a team that can be still, like I said, I see them again at the top four seed in this league because in this division because I think they're that good. And I don't think this is a fluke anymore. Bing bong. All right, we all know you're a Knicks homer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They they have been playing well. I mean, they're the three point shot is definitely the thing that's uh, surprised me the most. I mean, they've I, I think they're they're right there at the top of the league in three point percentage. Um, and I knew the defense would be you know playing well. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau prides himself on that as a coach. But uh, and you mentioned with R.J. Barrett, I think this is the year that he takes that leap, and uh, he's definitely shown it so far this season. So. Uh, Congrats to you for now, but uh, we we know those. Look, we had got ones. Zion. You know, y'all be ripping us to shreds that he's not playing right now. That's just how the world works. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. No, yeah, that that's true. All right, so uh, before we get into our next segment, uh, we're gonna go ahead and do a promo. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. 
Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season, whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Shout out to Mosquito Shield um, helping us out here at Clovercrest Media. If you ever need uh, those mosquitoes off your lawn, I know those bug bites could be annoying. Make sure you hit them up and tell them the boys that posting up and Clovercrest Media sent you. So next up, uh, obviously, like I mentioned, still earlier in the season, but uh, who are some players that have impressed you guys up to this point? Uh, Zay, I'll I'll start with you. (laughs) Most impressive to you so far. You can't can't say R.J. Barrett. Oh, that's not fair. No, I obviously <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible that you would do that to me. But um I wouldn't say most impressed, but I will say I'm actually impressed, and believe this or not, with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony yeah. just accepted a role that I never thought he'd be able to accept as a role player, and he seems to be fitting into that role well. Obviously the Lakers aren't off to the great start that they was expecting to. But he's been playing well, and I assumed him to get better. I honestly thought he was over. When they made that signing, I thought it was going to be a waste of money. I thought you were signing a guy who was probably washed. I think we saw the last best of him probably in OKC. But, but again, he finds a way to continue to resurrect himself, similar to how he did in Portland, and he's done it again. Look like he's doing it again, excuse me, in L.A. Obviously, like you said, he's not most impressive, but he is someone that I'm definitely impressed with right now. And he's shooting the three ball, so very, very well for the Lakers, so. Hope he continues to keep that up. Yeah, you no, know, he's definitely helped boosted that uh that offense and that bench uh unit. I, I think the year that he had off definitely drove him a little bit. I think he was definitely pissed off because you know ever since he came back with the Blazers, he played really well, and so far this season, uh, he's he's been killing it off the bench for the Lakers. So I like that pick. I, that's that was definitely one that I considered. Uh, Jace, how about you? Uh, Carmelo is a good pick, but I, I'm going the rookie, dude. I'm going Scotty Barnes for the for the Toronto Raptors. Scotty boy, eighteen point one points, and I think the real big thing is uh, eight, eight rebounds, which is really big. I mentioned last year. I mean, how really? I mean, everyone's talking about Kawhi leaving Toronto. The the, the big real problem they had last year was Serge leaving because they couldn't uh control the the boards as well uh with the addition of precious who's averaging 8.8 rebounds and scotty barnes getting his hands dirty as well along with the scoring uh i i mean scotty barnes has impressed me the most so far but also this raptors team has been very very impressive as well and right now scott i mean no other rookie is coming close to what scotty barnes is doing in toronto right now so yeah yeah i gotta say scotty barnes i know he was injured uh, against the knicks which uh i mean i guess how dare you even bring up the round he, he's balling out i mean he, <laughs> you're lucky you didn't get to see him last night oh <laughs> i'm sorry we beat the bulls how'd you okay. go all right, we, we still only got one loss. I mean. Well, look, control schedule. I haven't played as many games yet. We'll see. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention the Sixers before, but who really cares? We'll we'll let Lucas talk about him next week. Uh, pretty much Joel and Embiid hasn't been playing that well. They're 5-2. and two. Started <laughs> off 2-2, two and two, have won three in a row. So, Six, Sixers report, really. they still suck. Ben Simmons isn't there still. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought they would struggle more going into the season just with all the drama surrounding Ben Simmons. But I mean, they've they've been playing decent. Seth Curry has stepped up a lot. Tobias Harris has been playing well. Um, Korkmaz and Tyrese Maxey have stepped up in bigger roles. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain that all year, especially with uh, Joel Embiid's injury history. He already has a knee injury to start this season. So we'll see how it holds up. But um, yeah, I thought I figured I'd, I'd mention that just for uh, Lucas's pleasure right there. But, uh, yeah, for me, a uh, player that's impressed me the most so far has been Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is of the Hornets. Uh, I think that, you know, the Hornets have been playing really well so far this year. Uh, right now he's averaging 23 points, eight rebounds, and three and a half assists. Um, I, th- I think he'd have to be one of the favorites for most improved players so far this year. If not, I mean, if he keeps up at this rate, I think that, you know, he, he has a chance of making the All-Star game, especially if the Hornets keep playing as well as they do. Um, you know, he's been shooting – Pretty efficiently uh, from the three-point line, he's he's been dipped off a little bit from last year, but he's also taken double the attempts he ever has in his career, uh, shooting eight a game. So, if he's shooting at thirty-five a clip, uh, eight a game, uh, I, I think that you know that will definitely bode well for them. I, he's a guy that's known for you know his his posterizing dunks. He's obviously a ferocious dunker, but he's turned just to into more than just a dunker and an athlete. He's turned into a you know, a, a full, full around, uh, basketball player. And he's only the age of 23. So, um, definitely a lot of, a lot of, you know, young promising players to look forward to in the Hornets. And I think miles bridges is, uh, definitely one of them. And he's, he's definitely been playing great for them so far this year. All right. Um, so coming up next, I was gonna say that's a great pick. I was going to say LaMelo. Yeah. That's a great pick. I almost said LaMelo. That's, that's a great pick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so next up, uh, we're going to do Lock of the Night. Um, nice. I I picked one for tonight. That there, There's not a huge slate for tonight's game. So, I mean, if we, if either of you guys did, you know, either just this week or in the next coming days, that's that's fine. But, uh, yeah, so I picked one for tonight. My pick, I am going with the Rockets plus 10 going against the Lakers. Um, the Rockets, obviously, not that great. They're one in five. But against the spread this year, uh, they are hold on, they're either three and four or four and three. Let me get this right. Three and three, actually. Yeah, three and three against the spread. Don't want to get the number wrong. But yeah, so I mean they've been a better team against the spread than they have. Um, obviously with their normal record. The Lakers have been two and five against the spread. So and they they're going on a back to back. The Lakers just beat them by ten um the last time they played. But I, I did, the Lakers have been so inconsistent this year. I just don't think that they have it back to back, even though the Rockets aren't that great. They have a couple good young players. Um, obviously, they still have Christian Woods. So I just don't see them, the Lakers having consistent back-to-back games. Obviously, you know, they have some terrible losses this le- or season, losing to the Thunder earlier this year when they had that huge lead. So I just don't think the Lakers are that consistent. Uh, Houston's been pretty good against the spread, and 10 points is is uh, still a lot. So uh, I'm going to take the Rockets plus 10 here. Uh, Jace, what, what what do you got for your best bet tonight? Uh, I went a little spicy. Uh, I got a parlay, same game parlay, plus two fifty seven, and it's a homer parlay as well. I got Rudy Gobert oh, over fourteen and a half rebounds. He's averaging seventeen. They're playing mm. the Kings. Uh, I mean, he he's just. I mean, he's the stifle tower. He's. I mean, he's not going to get out rebounded by Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. So, I mean, that's an easy one. And then I got Donovan Mitchell over 26 and a half points. He's just, I mean, he's just going to light up this Kings uh, team. I mean, they, they've been playing all right. They're 500, which is good for the Kings. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jazz, 
top of the West. This is a team fighting for the play-in, and you'll see it tonight. So, yeah, I parlayed Rudy Gobert over 14.5 rebounds and Donovan Mitchell over 26.5 points. And that is uh, at plus 257 odds. So That's, yeah, great. I like that pick. I mean, the Kings' defense is terrible. They were, I think, the worst uh, defensive team in the history of the NBA last year, and uh, they don't really have a lot of big men that can contend with uh, – Rudy Gobert down low. So uh, those are great odds and a good pick. I like it, Jace. Uh, so what do you guys say? Looking that over right now. Actually, I didn't even see that on my notes. But as I look it over, I do see a couple of games I would take right off the bat. And that's Miami plus two against Dallas. I'm not impressed with Dallas at all. And if you agree with Miami plus two, I think that would be just too little of a, of a spread for them. I think they'll obviously cover that and plus more because Miami is playing out of this world right now to me. They're probably the best team in the East. I hate to say it, and I'm not a Miami fan, but they look like they could be at the end of the set. You know, when it's all said and done, they could be the best team in the East. And then I look forward to Wednesday, and I see the Knicks are getting one and a half against the Indiana Pacers. I'll take that all day. I think the Knicks are going to bounce back after that horrible, miserable, terrible loss they had the other day. And I think they'll bounce back. They'll be way more efficiently defensive. And I think they'll hit the three ball way more than they hit it the other night. I think Derrick Rose will get back. He was off his game to not play the way he normally does play. He'll find a way to start shooting the three the way he's been shooting it. And they'll probably route them in that game too. So, I mean, there's a couple of games in there. Obviously, if I had more time, I could probably dissect a couple more. But uh, I missed that one of my notes, bro. Sorry about that one, boys. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, uh, yeah, the Pacers, uh, they have not been good this season. So, I i don't know. That is pretty confusing that they're only getting a point. So, definitely going to have to – you said that's tomorrow? I'll have to check oh, it out. That's Wednesday, yeah. Might have to throw a, a healthy wager on that one. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, all right, so I think that will do it for this week unless you guys got anything else. No? I'm all good. Go Jazz. That's about it. All right, well, anything I didn't need to hear that. that. But, uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right yeah so uh that will do it for the posting up podcast uh we'll have lucas back next week um pretty sure and then so uh we're gonna be here every tuesday um I'm, i think you know once the season starts rolling a little bit i think we'll probably get two shows a week but for right now we'll be here every tuesday um today we had to push it back to six but usually every tuesday at five so uh that will do it for all of us thank you to big jace king zay for joining me and uh we'll see you next time Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burr, the 
unsolved murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com. 